Hey, welcome back to 1980s. Now a weekly, normally a weekly examination of the importance of 1980s pop culture and its influence today. My name is Will and joining me today for our very special discussion on this breaking news story is my good pal and expert with regard to everything Prince, uh, Marcus Taylor. How you doing, Marcus? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm good. Now, hey, look, as soon as I heard this news story, and, and not to bury the lead here, but I'll just read you the headline from the New York Times. Prince's Purple Rain is being developed as a stage musical. As soon as I saw that, I was, I definitely wanted to know what your thoughts were. Uh, yeah. As folks don't know, it's actually the 40th anniversary of Purple Rain, the film. And anybody who's ever listened to our show knows that I'm not a huge fan of the movie. So uh, I'm a huge fan of the album that it birthed. Mm -hmm. But so when I heard about it becoming a Broadway musical, I thought, yeah, I can't just shit all over it to get for 10 minutes. <laughs> I got to get a guy who's actually a big fan of Prince's and possibly the movie. I guess starting oh. off there, are you a fan of the film? Well, the thing is, yes, I am. Okay. I am. Uh, but, you know, it's not a good movie. Okay. It's, it's, a, it's a good, like, B movie, right? Mm -hmm. It's a... Uh, it's kind of like porn, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's it's you're not there for the you're oh. not there for the whole thing. You're there for a particular performance, right? So it would be the equivalent of me fast forwarding to the songs. Like there you I go. Just get you're to the song. the song. I don't need get the to plot. Your, that's right. You're not necessarily you're not necessarily there for the uh, the dialogue between the between right. the uh, songs. Right. And so they really are going to have to adapt this mm. um, for a couple reasons. I think, you know, they, it says in the article, it's in the, uh, they're doing an adaptation and they're really going to have to, because, uh, you know, uh, sensibilities have changed. Yeah. Prince is dead. <laughs> um, uh, they're, they're just some things you're not going to get away with that they did. And really, I mean, a lot of musicals are built to go from song to song, song to song. Sure. That's what they're built for. And if they do it that way, that's great. If they try to use the underlying story <laughs> beat for beat, they're going to have a tough time. They're going to have yeah. a tough time. Now, I, I remember uh, we were talking about this before we started recording here that uh, the folks, uh, most of the folks in the movie play themselves or a version of it themselves yeah. and you've got you know Morris Day in the time you've got Apollonia you've got but that wasn't true of Prince was it no Prince Prince played a character called the kid and he was a little ass yeah <laughs> he was not a very good guy and I think you know there wasn't really this redemptive arc of the hero like you think in mm. in like the 80s movies where you know this is this guy he's got things wrong with them and he overcomes them that's not really even what happens with the hero here mm. The hero here kind of realizes at some point, I too have hit this girl that I have told oh, that I love. Yeah. And I too might get so miserable about that. I kill myself. Mm. And so, mm. and so that's the extent of his redemption. Right. Yeah. I was, I was talking, I was talking to a buddy the other day and really, if you really think about it, the yeah. hero of that movie is Morris. Mm. Okay. <laughs> And it really, if you take out all of the parts where you are doing the actual singing on stage and just played those together, much more sympathetic character is Morris. Wow. Okay. And, and it kind of like mm -hmm. they, um, 
you know, the debate they have about whether or not uh, Daniel was the bad guy in Karate Kid. (laughs) Right. Right. I kind of feel this way a little bit. You know, the kid was not great. Wow. That's interesting. And, and everybody else, it's kind of funny. Prince, uh, he had leverage with the music companies. That's how he got to be able to uh, produce and arrange and handle all of his music top to bottom. Right. And then he, he decided he wanted to do this movie thing and nobody really wanted to do it with him. So, you know, his manager helped uh, co-write the screenplay. Oh. He did, they didn't even have real screenwriters, <laughs> right? That explains This it. was always going to be a bad movie. He surrounded mm-hmm. himself with his friends and, you know, his, uh, the people that were playing in his uh, satellite groups. And, you know, Morris played a exaggerated version of Morris and Jerome played a version of Jerome and Apollonia basically filled in for uh, right before the movie Vanity, who was Prince's girlfriend at the time. Mm -hmm. She decided to uh, go do The Last Dragon, I think it was. He got his feelings hurt (laughs) and the, the group went from being the Vanity Six to Apollonia Six. So he just picked another girlfriend. Right. And so it's just kind of how it was. But yeah, Prince didn't play Prince. He was never called Prince in the movie. He was called the kid. And, uh, you know, one thing they got to be careful of is, you know, the kid wasn't a very nice guy. Right. And you don't want, you know, Prince to keep up the mystique or whatever. Never straight out said this was or wasn't an autobiography. Right. Mm -hmm. He kind of left it to everybody's imagination. Now that he's gone and he can't defend himself, (laughs) you probably want to be real clear as you're doing this. This can be specifically if they make it a beat for beat thing. We don't want people to think this was what Prince was really like. Prince was a little controlling dude who was hard to deal with. Nobody said he was beating women. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and some of the other things he's just, he left that, he let that simmer because he was trying to be mysterious, I guess. Right. And uh, that's a bad deal now that somebody uh, retroactively now is going to do a uh, some version of that screenplay where it was never made clear, black and white clear. That's yeah. not his life. He's just surrounded by people that look like him. You know, you make me realize then, because I know we were talking about how it would be difficult maybe to make a biopic of Prince these days. Right. That was akin to the Queen one and the Elton John one. Uh, because Prince is so iconic, it would be distracting to see another actor. And we've seen this before, not necessarily right. musicians, but other uh, actors are cast to play. There was a Mike Tyson biography recently, and uh, there's another one that's just, I can't get my, but it, it's kind the of. The new distra- Elvis one, uh, the Priscilla one, how right. it mm-hmm. takes you right out of it. Yeah. But maybe because it's the kid and not Prince, you get more wiggle room as far as how close he, the, the actor cast looks like Prince. Yeah. You, maybe. well, so, and they're for, I don't know what the word is for making it more Broadway, you know, more show tunish, I guess. Yeah. But you know, Prince for 40 years before he died, gave many performances of these songs that weren't a uh, note for note, recreations Hmm. and all kinds of concerts. So there, there's even a blueprint for how you might otherwise arrange these songs. Hmm. And so Prince Prince gave that to the world and maybe they'll use it. Right. But 
for sure, the character itself, he was playing a character called the kid. It doesn't have to, it never had to be Prince. Right. Well, you know, we think about it. Certainly if you're, if you're not trying to do a one for one beat for beat remake of any of the songs and you are going to, uh, I don't, what's the word for show tune them up or whatever. (laughs) That's it. Uh, Broadway, the Broadway application. I don't know what the word (laughs) is, but yeah, whatever you're going to do, if you're going to otherwise arrange them, it doesn't have to be Prince and it doesn't have to be specifically Morris or you don't have to find clones. Yeah. They're all playing parts and they can play their parts. And I think there's very little bit of the dialogue or the, the high level story that you would necessarily want to keep yeah. uh, to get to the beats of the songs. I, I don't think. You know, on a recent, and I know you know this, uh, on a recent episode of our show, we talked about uh, some of the other 80s Broadway musicals that are coming. Uh, the mm-hmm. Outsiders in particular, The Karate Kid is another one. There's right now a Broadway musical that's just using the catalog of Huey Lewis to create a rom-com. It's described as story on stage. And I think it was even you had suggested, let's get use per- let's use uh, Prince's catalog. We could probably carve something right. out of there. So maybe they could just, maybe pur- Purple Rain, the soundtrack, the album, the soundtrack creates a whole other story and we could be a little more flexible and not so you know beholden to the original film and create something really super fantastic. I think that gives me hope knowing how a lot of these shows are developed that maybe that would be the case and we yeah. get something better than the movie. Yeah, but the, the movie's tough to watch now, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It's tough to get through the beats. Some of them are, I mean, the I not to harp on it, but like the more stuff is funny, mm-hmm. but if Prince isn't singing, he's not that much, he's not fun to watch. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's a downer. You know, it's a, it's, it's, Everybody and Morris's stuff only worked because Morris was, I don't know, but he was, he's joking around and yeah, that, he's, he's good for that. Yeah. Right. That's his, he likes that character and he plays it well. Yeah. And in right? real life, he seems not all that different kind of a, that's right. He, he was playing, a, he was definitely playing an exaggerated version of himself. And, and, and honestly, I think probably in the, in the big scheme of things, more an exaggerated version of Morris is much more likable than an exaggerated version of Prince. <laughs> and it's just how it was. I think I'm surprised to see as I look at the box office, it made $70 million off of a $7 million budget. I'm not surprised mm-hmm. it cost only 7 million to make it. That's clear. <laughs> Most of it probably went to that Batgirl motorcycle that he drives, which that's yeah. what that looks like a lot. Fantastic. I, that's, that's not nice. But, <laughs> but uh, it, most people that I know that are fans of it, it's because of the songs. And ultimately, of course, mm-hmm. we got that soundtrack, which maybe even came out, I think it came out a little bit before the movie was released in time. Are yeah. most of those songs, if not all of them, actually in the movie? Um, Let's see. If you go down them, Let's Go Crazy starts the movie, best way to start a movie ever. Mm. I mean, it's got that uh, sermon at the beginning. Uh, Take Me With You's on there. Yeah, I think they're all in. I okay. think they're all there. Everything's there, um, and they all and they all serve a purpose. Like, um, what is it? When doves cry. When doves cry was not originally in the movie. What happened was they were editing the movie. They had that montage that they show of him while he's while the while it's playing. That ultimately was a uh, was the music video, mm-hmm. right? That montage of him driving around uh 
leading uh, Apollonia to uh, Lake Minnetonka that wasn't. But that montage, they, he got a phone call and said, they asked Prince, the uh, editor and director, do you have any music for this? And he said, I do not. The next morning, he had two options for them. And one of them was When Doves Cry. Ooh. So yeah, everything, everything was in the movie and uh, supported so- a beat somewhere other than when doves cry. And when that was just to support that montage. Yeah. And I know when doves cry, that's, that is my go-to karaoke song, by the way. Is it? Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I cannot wait. You don't have to wait, Marcus. Dig if you will a picture <laughs> of you and no, I engaged gonna... in a kiss. All right. Our video <laughs> just got demonetized because uh, it sounded so much like Prince. <laughs> that's right. All right. That's hey, right. Marcus, I am so grateful for you uh, coming and chatting with me today about the the possibilities of, of Purple Rain uh, being a Broadway musical. And now I th- you've given me hope because if a fan like you is certainly aware of the failings of the film and maybe how it should be tweaked, I'm sure these creative, we could keep fingers crossed that the creatives involved are as well. And I can't wait to see it. I can't, one way or the other, I can't wait to see it. Very good. All right. Hey, we will talk to you next time on 1980s Now. 